Welcome back to My Ovaries Made Me Do It. I am joined again today by my lovely friend, Christine, who is going to kind of take the reins on this episode and let us know more information about voting today in today's day and age, why it's so important to vote, why you need to get out there, get your vote counted. And, you know, I'm sure we'll get a little bit off topic as well. So let's jump into it. Welcome, Christine. Thank you so much for being on today. Of course, very excited again. Um, if you are listening right after you listen to the first podcast, uh, yes, we went over the, the history of how it took, you know, various different points for everyone from race, gender, or whatever to be able to have the right even to vote. But why is it important to vote today? I mean, that's, I mean, it's always been important to vote, but especially because there are a large group of people in this country whose livelihood has been determined by the Supreme Court. I mean, you look at race, sexual identity, uh, gender, and everything. And uh, a lot of the way that these people just be able to live their lives has been, been determined by the Supreme Court. And I think that it's important for people to to note that of that you know, not everyone's had the right to be able to just be who they want to be. You know, these weren't, you know, bad people. These weren't lawbreakers. They were just humans. They're Americans living in this country and laws had to be passed just for them to be able to, for them to be able to be who they are. And that's why I think it's important to vote because people may not see how voting affects their lives, you know, especially if you live in a maybe very affluent area if you know basically if you're white got a lot of white privilege you might not understand that the laws that get take place in this country can have real effect on you know it can be different minorities different genders and you know people need to be able to look past that and see like what's really going on in this country yeah i think that's important because i've had a discussion with some of my friends out here and it is. You're 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 voting on topics that maybe don't affect you, but it's important to learn about the topics and, and what you believe in because your vote counts towards how people who are affected by these laws are going to live their lives. You know, and there might be people that, that want it that way, that, that don't want, you know, people to be able to have the same rights as them. Unfortunately, that's still can happen in this country but you know you just got to vote you got to vote to be able to and i think the most important thing is education well not just being education on voting but voting on what type of education you know and that could be more of a discussion with when you have with diana about your local elections and that's why it's you know very important but yeah how much of our taxes goes to public school uh are we gonna start having more private schools, you know, all those, all those things where I don't have children, it doesn't affect me, but I do have to think of the people with children and, you know, how much do I want to fund? How much do I want my county to fund our education program? And even though I don't have children benefiting from it, how is that going to benefit the future of America, having children that are well-educated and having more opportunity to obtain higher education and things like that? And exactly, even if you don't have children or you don't want to have children or plan on children, whatever your thing is, it still affects the, can it still affect your community? Yeah. You know, these are, you know, people who live in your neighborhood or your area, you know, 
A lot of people have kids. They could be your coworkers. They could be your barista at Starbucks. They could be anybody. And, you know, it's still, it's like everyone, you know, can still affect them in a way. And, mm-hmm. and why bring important today. And I mean, I think the main thing is, it's a lot of education. That's what really needs to be, that's where the real change happens. It happens with having better access to education, you know, especially with the technology, the way it's going today. You know, my, I have a second grader and her school is able to hand them Chromebooks, especially with this pandemic happening. She was able to do virtual learning through that. And I have no idea what kind of Chromebook laptops, are they good? Are they bad? But this is the fact that she's able to just get one. I don't have to go purchase one. Right. I don't have to go do that. And some people don't even get that. They're just like, oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, but a lot of places in this country don't have access to that. Or even if they do have access to that, there are certain laws, like especially with the way the Internet is, that that people want to try to pass to have restrictions on it. So then you might get certain areas that have extremely slow speeds. You know, it's like being in L.A. during (laughs) rush hour traffic. You're going to go yeah. very, very slow. And so they're, they're going to get frustrated. They're not going to have access. They're just going to, you know, they could just give up instead of being able to have access to the right information. It's also interesting, too, with everything going online currently. You know, I saw a campaign, I believe it's by T-Mobile, who's trying to bring internet access to 10 million families. And I think prior to all this, it was like, well, if you don't have access to the internet at home, there's public libraries. But in a pandemic, these libraries have been closed. So it's like, what happens to those families who don't have internet access, can't afford internet access? What happens to their education? What happens to them? They don't, they don't get an education and people don't care because it's not affecting them. And that's why it's important to put people voting in power to to be able to to see that and to really understand how you want to make this country better, not just to buy into these bullet points of, you know, I don't want higher taxes or they're going to take our guns. It's like, dude, like, it's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you might get higher taxes, but look into what it's actually going for. Mm-hmm. You know, do you want a better school systems? Do you want better fire department? Do you want a better police department? Do you want better um, having volunteer ambulances so people, if they do have to go to the hospital, they're not having to spend $10,000. Like, And being able to have better access. And I mean, at least it's just my point of view. I think some people, you know, they, they may disagree with that, that you should just be able to, you know, you just got to make it on your own, you know, pull yourself by the bootstraps, but you know, some people don't have boots. So it's, it's, it's very hard or it's very easy for certain people to say that they may have, well, I struggled in my life. It's like, yeah, you, you may have, but there's a lot of people in this country that are not even going to come close to getting the same opportunities as other people. Yeah. And so that's how it brings it in today is people need to have a better, a better awareness. There needs to be a better economic balance in this country because there are big things, you know, with, with science and technology going on with this country, it's it's very important to be informed. Like I was actually just listening to a podcast, which actually brought something up that it was a guy who was talking about the human genome projects that, you know, he was on the board. Like it, it, I would listen to it. It's Eric Lander. He was on Armchair Expert. That's one of them, my podcasts I listened to. And so there were these basically talking about these genes and like the DNA and there was like these artificial ones and people were patenting them. But then people were trying to patent, like if they, like if they were able to go in and, and 
change something about the protein and DNA and this and that. And it's basically went all the way up to the Supreme Court of saying whether you can patent non-artificial, like real life genes mapping, like genome kind of thing. Like I'm probably butchering all of the terminology and I apologize. <laughs> but basically saying like, and it's something like this, that it's it's about human bodies and, and our science and and very luckily, they said, like, no, you can't patent this. Like, this is not property, you know, like, this mm-hmm. is, like, these are human cells, this is human DNA and genetics. And, and I think that's another big thing that people need to look forward to is, like, what kind of science do people want for the future? You know, especially with global warming, I think that science is going to be a huge contributor, not only maybe solving the issue, but also getting people to understand that what a big deal it is. Well, and I think... Also, people kind of get hung up on buzzwords, too. You know, like there's a lot of we have to remember with campaigns that they are throwing out these words that are meant to evoke an emotion, but that we can't be tripped up by buzzwords and actually look at the point at hand. You know, what do they really mean by this? Like, for example, defund the police. It is bad terminology for what they're actually trying to state with that. And regardless of which way you feel on it, defund the police, I don't think is a good example of what they actually mean by that. Yeah, like it's an attention grabber for that, you know, and it gets people but it's funny, they've done surveys, basically breaking down what quote unquote defunding the police would mean. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be like, I think it was like 12 or something different type of things that it would do if you reallocated the money, maybe even took some of it away. And like 77% of the people were totally on board with it. But then you ask those same people if they're pro defunding the police and they're like, no, yeah. because they just don't like the terminology. And it's the same thing when people talk about white privilege, people don't understand what that exactly means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you have if someone who is in the lower economical scale, you know, they might have a vacation, but they're like, you know, I don't I don't have any privilege. It's like, yeah, but you, you know, your skin color is never going to be an issue for you ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a lot of, you know, people want to learn more about that. I would recommend Saul will go about Isabella Wilkerson. She has a couple of books about that. If people want to look into that, it's very good. But that's why I said, like, it's important you know, to vote what's going on with this country today, especially with the how fast-paced technology has gone and what the, that means for the future and with our future kids and understand what they really want. You know, it's it's people may just vote R or a D just because that's what it is and that's the way that they've always voted and they see the other side as evil and they're the wrong ones and I'm the right one. It's like an us and them thing. And But it's always been flipped. Democrats used to be Republicans, Republicans used to be Democrats, like it's all gotten switched over the years, depending on what what the society is. And like I said, in in every group, both on the left and the right, there obviously are very extreme people. And I think in today's society, those people on the outside of the fringe extremes are having the loudest voices right now. Yeah, it was interesting because I was listening to something and they were kind of saying that same thing where I don't remember where I heard it, but they essentially were like, People are saying, well, I don't like either candidate. And it's not about liking either candidate. It's about which candidate aligns the most with what you want to see happening in this country. We're, we're never going to 100% back somebody because obviously 
each person's experience and each person's thoughts on topics are going to vary, vary greatly. So you have to figure out which candidate voices most similarly to what you want to see. So it was kind of an interesting, like, you don't need to like the candidate. It's not about whether you like them or not. It's about which one is going to put forth the regulations and the, you know, rules that you want to see governing this country. Exactly. And it's, it's also who, you know, can look into who are they going to align themselves with? Like, who's going to be in their cabinet? Who are they going to surround themselves by? Is it going to be a diverse group of people or is it all going to be white males (laughs) or mostly white (laughs) males, unfortunately. And I think people don't understand how important that is for this country. There is a a large group of, you know, people of color in this country and, you know, some representation is important because things really just don't change because of facts necessarily all the time. They change because of stories, hearing people's Mm -hmm. stories. And so when you have these people that can get higher up in office and make real change and, they they do have a they may be like say a black person um you know an, an indian person like someone from india um or an hispanic person or somebody from this different country and, and they, they could be you know second generation third generation or whatever it is but they have a story and they have a different perspective of how say they saw this country and how they may you know want to be able to to help people in a different way and i think it's important to have that big diversity in higher positions because well for you know a very long time white males have run this country you know what it, it's it's time for a change and i think you know a lot of majority of people want that you know be able to see the change and see themselves represented yeah going back to our the previous episode we were even saying that like it really hasn't been that long of a time where all voices have been heard you know it was a fight to get here and it hasn't been that long. It's barely been a hundred years since women had the right to vote. And at that point it wasn't even all women, you know, just. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't until 1952 that Asian Americans were able to vote like that. Yeah. That's insane. (laughs) And, you know, and even today they're still getting barriers broken down of, you know, a woman being elected into this office or this office. And I think, you know, especially with this, with the presidential debate that happened, I think it really opened up a lot of people's eyes going like, there are a lot of issues, you know, there's women's issues in this country, there's LGBTQ plus issues going on in this country, uh, gender issues going on in this country. And right now it's being decided by two old white men. And it's like, yeah, you know, and that's why I think when, when they say when you, you want to look at somebody who may surround themselves with all different people, it's because that's, that's what this country is made up of, all different types of people. And representation matters. And it's important to represent those voices. And I think that's, and I guess, as I was saying before, when, you know, people say the future, like, you know, a lot of the, the do with the science and especially technology, I think it's important that when you're voting to see how these things are going to take place in the future, like the way the internet is, you know, there's going to have to be laws that are going to have to be passed that employers can't use what was on your social media to discriminate against you because that Mm -hmm. could already start to be happening. People are like, Oh, be careful what you write on social media, your bosses. It's like, well, you know, you have kids that grew up with it now. You know, we didn't really have the internet when we were kids. I didn't even have a cell phone until after high school. So you get these kids that are on Facebook or TikTok or Instagram. And And they're doing the same young and dumb things, but now it's all being recorded. 
Yeah, not, and some of them aren't even doing dumb things. It's they could it, all of a sudden like it's like they got in the real world, and it's like, oh well, I didn't know that you were a fan of the Boston Red Sox all your like, and it could be something so small and something like that that people can see. It's like, oh well, you're really into that type of cooking. You're vegan, like no, and it's like people might not think those little things can skew potential buyers or uh, potential employers. And stuff like that. And that's why I think it's important to vote so you can have future laws like that, you know, and whether people like it or not, it's here to stay. This, this, I mean, I have off social media, but it's not really going anywhere time soon because there are big advantages to it. And I can see that, but, um, you know, like everything really comes down to like a pendulum swing. That's why we talk about the voting. It's important to really do research on things because you could need both sides. It's like one side may want to go way too far this side and the other side's like pulling it back a little bit. And then the other side's like, oh, like wants to go too extreme. The other side and it kind of pulls back a little bit. And I definitely feel like people are, they feel very, the country is very polarized right now. People are forgetting that people are human. Yeah. When they have all these, you know, campaign ads on TV right now, which half of them sound like SNL skits, I swear. Like it's so fun. Well, again, because they're they're buzzwording and they're bringing up these emotions and like they're they're it's like propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. It's all this like propaganda. Like I was saying before with, you know, people talking about how Democrats want to take Republicans guns away. And I'm like, they've been using that same argument for 50 years. And guess what? Your guns are safe. Like I guns know they're still here. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know a lot of Democrats who love the Second Amendment. Um, I, you know, like I I understand the Second Amendment. I I do believe in gun safety and gun education and gun laws, but I don't think that we shouldn't have them. The government shouldn't be the only people that have guns. I don't believe in that either. So it's, yeah. and I'm saying it happens on the other side too. Like, and obviously like people, they should vote on what things that they, the issues that they find that's most pressing to them. And especially with this election, I think it's important because, you know, like there's people that could be on the Supreme Court and like Roe versus Wade might be Mm -hmm. up for debate, which to me personally, I just think it's ridiculous that it's even a political issue. Well, not only Roe versus Wade, but also same sex marriages. Yeah. And those things should not be political issues. To me, those are just human rights. Being smart enough to make choices regarding your own body and your own self and your own and that's what people don't understand, like situations like that. It's not, it's, it's not about people might say like, they don't want to kill babies. It's not about that. It's, and I mean, unfortunately, whether people like it or not, it's about controlling women. And it, it doesn't make any sense. And especially them, you know, it's important with these laws because then there are certain states that if someone's under the age of 18, they have to get parent consent to get an abortion. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, I need a parent consent because you don't think I'm mature enough to make a decision not to keep this baby, but I don't need parent consent to have the baby to become a parent. Right. That's insane. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like being a parent is not easy. It's hard work. It, it, it changes your life. It's, it's amazing. I, you know, it worked out for me, but, and the people don't see that, that, that side of it. If people really thought about it. They, they would see like, to me, that's something that's, I mean, obviously, being a woman and being a parent of a daughter, I see those things that are very important. And if anybody is interested in hearing more on abortion and the current laws that some women are facing in America right now, we do have a prior episode where we discuss all about Roe v. Wade, all about abortion in America and the rights that 
kind of change dependent on what state you live in. If you look at the history, like especially like what with like Ruth Bader Ginsburg did of how of passing all these great things, women can own credit cards, get a mortgage with their husband. Like there's these are the good things like you've seen of having a diverse group and voting and and putting people in charge that could make real change because there are a lot of things that go on in this country that might not like I said, it might not affect you, but it can affect a lot of other people. Most recently, you know, had did you hear about Dove's campaign, the Crown Coalition? No, I didn't hear about that. It was I think it was passed or, you know, brought it to Congress in September. Um, And essentially what it is, is they created an act, and I'm pretty sure it was at least referred to the House of Representatives or it was passed. Um, I'd have to look further into it. But uh, it was a bill to keep employers, kind of what we were talking about before, um, from discriminating against people based on the texture of their hair, their natural hair, Uh, different hairstyles. And I believe it's an acronym. Yeah, the acronym stands for Create a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair. And I thought that that was a unique one to put forth because like you said, you know, we don't, we only think about kind of things that affect us. We don't even think that some people are discriminated based on their hair, which is something they can't even control. Well, that's another thing as far as black women in this country, what they do like code switching, you know, they go in for job interviews and they wear, they don't wear their natural hair. They straighten Mm -hmm. it, they flatten it, they do all these things because they know, I mean, and a lot of people may see it as like, well, I I might not like that, but maybe it's, it's not maybe an individualized, it's more of just the system, this this ingrained systemic racism that is going on in this country. And I think recognizing it and understanding like, yeah, like I, I don't want to be racist, but some things were just imprinted on me from the education that I was receiving, but it's all about being anti-racist every day. And, and it's about that, unlearning, recognizing it and unlearning. Laws like that would be great because, you know, there's probably a lot of, you know, people of color in this country that have not gotten jobs or have not gotten recognized just because of their hair, you know, and especially in, in having laws like this too, just bringing it back to another subject, but with disabilities, yes, you know, having people with disabilities, you know, not just talking about maybe people who are handicapped or, you know, maybe have trouble walking. Obviously they face daily struggles too, but it's also maybe disabilities that are not seen as much some mental disabilities mm-hmm. um you know i'm not 100 percent sure on this fact but i definitely know i heard it somewhere and it and i think i researched a little bit but people with down syndrome can make like 30 legally can make like a lot less money than minimum wage i don't know the reasons why if certain things like that that doesn't make any sense you know there there needs to be you know laws like things like that into place so that stuff like that doesn't happen because things kind of just get pushed to the wayside because, you know, it's not, doesn't affect you. Yeah. You know, and that goes back to kind of what we were saying, where you you do have to be kind of aware of these rules that are going to go into place that are going to affect people that you are voting on and has no effect on you, but you, your vote can affect the lives of so many. And so that's why it's so important to be aware of the issues, be aware of what's on the table, be aware of what's up for change and know where your voice is being put towards. Exactly. There's been a lot of really good in this country and there's still good work that needs to be done where we're, we're in a little bit of a, a strained mar- marriage right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good um, way of putting it. <laughs> 
you know, we need, we need some couples counseling, America, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah. And, and I get it because there are 50 states, there's 50 different representations of this entire country. You know, there's people who yeah. are, you know, Maryland proud or Jersey proud or California proud or Montana proud, and they have all their own customs and their own way of doing things. And I get that some things ha- maybe have to be different in Montana than it is in New Jersey, because it, we are the most, you know, popularly densely state in the country. So I think it's also important to get information out there of a national level, but also at a state level or even your local levels, because, you know, there are different traditions in maybe your state or your city that you live in, you know, different traditions from New York City to New Orleans, and that affects society, that affects the way people see things, and that can affect real change of laws being put into this place. So. People might not think that their vote matters, but look what happened in 2000. The Florida electoral vote came down to literally just 537 votes. Like if only like 600 more people were registered or voted, it could have been swayed a completely other way. In the grand scheme of things, 600 people is not a lot. That's a high school. Like (laughs) my biggest thing is really just vote for what you think is best, you know, but also don't tie your whole identity to political figures or political sides because all in all we're all american we're all humans and i don't know i don't have all the answers but like i said it all comes back to to education and people having better communities and better homes so people can have a better future of understanding and have a more well-balanced understanding of how the world works or how this country works and understanding that there are different points of views on a lot of things. There's a lot of different traditions. You know, it's all about access. So I think, you know, the voting for people to have better access to just, you know, everyone have the same access to everything. You know? Yeah. And I mean, if if any of you out there have any questions on what's on the ballot this year and what are some of the topics that are up for discussion and for change, uh, there are a few websites you can check out. I know CNN has um, an article out recently that has uh, the ballot questions based on each state. Um, so you can check there. I believe the actual title is called 2020 Ballot Questions, What States Are Voting On Besides the U.S. Presidential Election. So you can go there. It was published on the 18th. And so that's available. So you can see specifically in your state what other topics are going to be on the ballot. If you're unclear on what some of the options you have are, you can also check out a really cool website. It's called www.isidewith.com. And that one lets you kind of weigh in your beliefs on each topic. And there's lots and lots of questions. But it's worth going through because you can choose kind of where you fall on the scale of things. And that will let you know which candidates you kind of align with and will help you get a better understanding of what each of these topics are about and, you know, who, which candidates are representing the same beliefs that you believe, um, as well as uh There's a new website that was released a few months ago. It's called A Starting Point, and they have representatives from all over the country weighing in on different topics and conversations. Um, And so they're available online, and I believe they have an Instagram, Twitter, all that. So you can find them. They're called A Starting Point. It's also important to note that people, they feel scared to maybe get involved or get educated because they might not feel like they're good enough for it they're like it's scary to them and trust me I was in a very similar boat like uh should I even I don't even want to get involved I don't even want to get into politics or this and that but you know 
the older I get, I think the more I realize that, you know, sometimes adults, we don't really know what we're doing and it's okay. <laughs> I really think it would be awesome if we just got more people registered. I know Texas has had like record number of people registering to vote than ever before. Yeah, Harris County on the first day broke a record. And that's great. Absolutely. And I mean, honestly, I did the iSide with website just to kind of see. And I was a little bit surprised at where I fell on some of those things. So it kind of opened my eyes too to be like, oh, interesting. Let me look more into this candidate that I didn't think I aligned with, but maybe I do. But the technology and the social media and all this, like people don't realize like how much younger people are more educated with going on. I had no idea of anything political, not even on the close spectrum of anything when I was 18 years old or younger. Like I did not care, didn't want to care, was whatever. And, you know, I work with a lot of younger people like that. And they're, they're very socially conscious of even the issues that are going on today, which is fantastic. I think that's testament to how much better the education's is getting in this country. I mean, hopefully. Well, we hope that you've learned a lot today. And as I say in every episode, we are still learning too. So this is the information that we've found so far. But again, if you have any feedback or anything you want to share with us, please let us know. You can check us out on Twitter at My Ovaries Made Me. You can find me on Instagram at Untitled underscore Meg. Um, and you can check us out on YouTube at Untitled Meg. Thank you again, Christine, for joining me today. Yeah, no problem. Excited to be able to discuss these things on this type of platform and not just with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to have had you here. And, you know, keep listening for other important topics that we're going to be covering. We are going to be going over mental health in an upcoming episode. So definitely stay tuned for that. Make sure that you get out and vote wherever you are. And we'll talk to you soon. Stay happy, stay healthy, and stay curious. Thank you.